Hello. I forgot. I you know, I was really trying to. I was really trying to be professional, and I said hello in the way that uh, Tef says hello on DCP. And then I was. I was like, wait a second. Where am I? And welcome to Loose Cannon, where we fall off the rails right at the start of uh, talking. We wanted to come here and talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't changed a bit. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we wanted to talk about uh, the the oncoming second collapse. So I don't really know how to start this. How do we? How do we? Um, well, how, how should we brief people about what is happening in Destiny right now? For real, how do you even summarize? Yeah, I mean, I actually think the the way that like the information that we've gotten from the game. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can kind of find flaws in with the with the latest season, but I actually think that the kind of subtle way mm-hmm. that Bungie have told the story of something's coming, yeah, is actually pretty good. You know, like there's no like no, it's it's not even with. I mean, I know that we got the the, the weblog kind of preview mm-hmm. that gave a hint that some of these things were happening. But like the the main thing <laughs> that's happened is some dots have appeared on a screen. <laughs> but <laughs> it's exciting. It. It's exciting because you can track yeah. it. Yeah, and that's actually yeah. really cool. The fact that you can um, you can have this sense of foreboding and this sense of like something's coming, and actually all you've done is lit, <laughs> lit up some bulbs on a on a screen every every week. Um, yeah. It's actually awesome. You know, it's so that... great. It's great the community invo- involvement with everything mm-hmm. that surrounds Destiny and how, <laughs> like, it takes the it takes the guy to go in the bunker and look at the the wall and notice the dots and then start looking at all the planets and start translating the Russian and <laughs> figuring yeah. out what's happening in our solar system, uh, and then it takes other people to notice that person and come up with theories and then it takes other people that know the lore to explain what's happening and then you know to spread it to the mass takes a whole nother set of group of people yeah so it's great it's always this overarching uh doom that's been prevalent since destiny one and we are just now starting to see it emerge yeah, I mean we've we've been fed the story that the darkness came since Destiny One, but it was really at the end of Destiny Two that we started to see the threat that is coming now. You know, the the traveler sent out that pulse of light, and at the very end, the pyramids wake up. Yeah. And we've been waiting for years now in just Destiny Two world, not even considering what we've been waiting in Destiny One to mm-hmm. get back on track with that. And this is like the first time that it's really coming like. Hey, it's not some obscure. Maybe they'll come sometime. It's like they are coming, and you are aware of it. And they spent all of uh, Forsaken teasing them. You know, yeah. like every every season in Forsaken it had a, another small tease, and now every season it's a it's a much more tangible tease. It's like they are coming. Hey, they are com- They are coming soon. This isn't just out there. It is soon. <laughs> yeah, it will have been three years since the end of Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! September. Just get here already, darkness. <laughs> yeah, but for the first time ever, it feels like 
it's not just they're coming and here they are, you know, it's they're coming and everyone is in the know, you know, Zavala knows, Ikora knows, the the tower, yeah. the city, the factions, mm-hmm. people are aware of it happening. People are aware of their arrival and it gives them time to prepare. And that's kind yeah. of the point of this episode. We are going to go through a list of people, uh, Drifter, the nine, Mara, Osiris, Zavala, Ikora, Shax, Eris, Shank, Saint, yeah, Saint, the factions, uh, Anna and Rasputin. If anyone in chat has another one that they'd like us to talk about, let us know. Um, these are the the big ones that we kind of decided amongst ourselves that would have the most uh, presence in the 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 second collapse that is uh, falling upon us. And uh, so, do we just want to get started? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, so the first one up is uh, Drifter. And what do you guys think about the Drifter? And I will read the comments we've gotten and see if there's any good yeah. ones that we can bring up. So, I actually, you know, like like the the Drifter is someone who has is very. You know, he he, his whole story is about survival. You know, mm-hmm. like everything that he's done is about, you know, you know how do we survive. How, do, how does how does yeah. yeah like how does he survive? But also how do how you know he knows that he can't survive on his own. Mm-hmm. So therefore, how do we survive? And I you know like I think everything from his perspective, you know, he described. What did, I think he did describe Gambit as our salvation. You know, mm-hmm. um, like he he obvious you know I, I think he has some sort of plan. Um, yeah. For 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 like, what are we gonna do? Um, like he, he's probably been more prepared than most mm-hmm. since he had visions of the pyramids before before Shadowkeep. You know. Yeah. Like he, he um, you know, maybe less so than than Mara, but more so than than most of the other guardians. Right. Um, and most of the other characters in the game, mm-hmm. he's known about the. The, the arrival of the of the pyramids for a long time. Well, and to add and like, to that, he's been out in the far reaches of space and encountered mm-hmm. things that we don't even know. You know, we just mm-hmm. they're murmurs of through yeah. his stories. <clears throat> so uh, he he's actually as as I'm sure both of you remember he's 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 clued us in on his plan. He knew they were coming, and he's been making this plan. Uh, if you talk to Orin, the emissary of the nine. Uh, she'll tell you he's a coward and he does not want to fight. He just wants to run and hide. And that's exactly what his plan for this is. He was given the hall, the thing that his ship carries by the nine, the thing that we go into for the reckoning. And he said, I'm going to hide in that. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, hiding in that also involved the gambit, which was, or involved gambit, which was the heist, you know, like, or gambit was the, the test. And Gambit Prime was the heist. And so it's... Whatever his plan is, it obviously involves the Motes of Dark. So what do you guys think? and that's... Yeah, so that's his, like, grand manipulation is to Mm -hmm. allow us to do his work that he can't do. I mean, we got to remember, he doesn't... He doesn't uh, accept, you know, a ghost, right? Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to be who he is in, you know, to an extent. 
but at the same time, he wants to survive at any cost, and he wants to outlive the second uh, collapse, and he wants to hide in his little pocket world, universe, mm-hmm. whatever, and and ride it out. And within all of his armory sets and weapons, they all talk about the same theme, which is riding out another deluge or waiting until another collapse happens or waiting for the great flood to wash everything clean again. And then he's going to show up with all his loot and be like, yeah, I survived. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the moat's a dark, you know? So yeah, I mean that, that's always been kind of a, a it's still an enigma. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, Remember that cutscene back in Season of the Drifter where we had that Dredgen who was wearing shards of Galenor on his ship and like they pulled out the thorn and everything? Yeah. yeah. He takes a single moat of dark and is like, Captain. And I'm pretty yeah. sure captains are 10, but he did it with one, which means he's getting <laughs> a lot more than he's giving, right? Yeah. So yeah. what is well, he doing like... with this excess of moats of dark? Yeah. That's funny. Like, maybe he's literally just making an army. He's making a ring of spears of Taken that he controls, right? Right. Like a shield like spear in, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I said ring of spears because of the... Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a callback for all of you guys out there. <laughs> the D1 Grimoire. Dim, yeah. Grimoire. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. shoot. They will build an army, a ring, or a great. <laughs> Come on, you can get it. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't get it. I can't get it. It was classic, classic Toland. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we and did. And they recycle that. We did get a, uh, a good comment, uh, from Twitter from a person with a great name, St. Cephalopod. Um, they said. <laughs> nice. That is a great name. Uh, this I'm is in the context. Octopus with a mohawk on it. This is in the context that uh, the Drifter is going to keep running Gambit even during the second collapse, I guess. And uh, <laughs> so imagine you're standing there next to your team on, on the uh, the derelict and you're about to get transmatted down. And he, he goes, you ever try to eat the darkness? It doesn't fill your belly. Belly, transmat firing. Because <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely would. If he wasn't s- such a coward, he would probably try to eat the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he has this great—he has this great hunger inside of him, and he's been, you know, comically referred to as the cannibal. Has he? Because he, well, <laughs> I mean, his his uh, fire team that just is gone. Yeah, he kind of uh, not necessarily ate them. I mean, I bet, he, but he I, allowed I, I them he to be eaten. <laughs> Baxter, what were you? trying to say before that depressing tone <laughs> i was just gonna i was just gonna say you know like can the drifter control the taken that he summons i believe we because... we saw that he did with that that taken captain didn't he or did it well attack remember him? at the end of that scene he kind of it kind of went a little crazy yeah okay like, but turns on the drifter and he's like whoa and then Orin appears and yeah gives oh him the yeah hole. yeah but so well, like that kind of gave him the whole ability maybe so if he's in if he's hiding in a hole right like if he's just ducked out in a little hole and he's just surrounded by taken that don't know he's actually in there it's not like they're gonna turn on him they're just gonna fight whatever is coming at them which isn't gonna be him right 
Right. True. Maybe. But what? Yeah. What the? So the the taken that the drifter summons through the motes of dark. Mm-hmm. Do we ever see them interacting with any other taken? Like, would they fight? Because they like help you know, each like other. imagine if if Oryx showed up right with his own taken army, which mm. obviously I don't. Get, I know that that's not going to happen. Okay, mm-hmm. let, let's say just to avoid any Oryx might. Come let's say the drifter was doing this during the time of the Taken King. Would yes. the Taken oppose? Would Drifter Taken and Oryx Taken oppose each other? Yes, that's right. the question I'm asking. I think so. Mm. You think so? Well, because the Taken from Oryx's perspective were uh, aliens or whatever who were kind of forced under his will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, then I guess if they would turn on the Drifter, they're not exactly on under his will. Well, we also know that there were there were taken that were left without a purpose when Oryx disappeared. Remember? In, yeah, but he he book. makes these taken. Yeah, he yeah. makes those taken. So, or at the very least, he has happen. made some taken. I don't know. I don't know if that yeah. would describe every taken he summons, but he he definitely built the uh, what's it called the likeness of Oryx. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's really. It, I mean. It, I think there's a lot of questions there that that I don't think it's possible to answer yet. Right. Yeah. Like, we don't Too know what would have happened in that in that cutscene if Oren hadn't appeared. Maybe there's some some other ability that the Drifter has. That would be an uh, awesome weapon. Sorry, sorry. I just it just occurred to me. Like, imagine if there was like a grenade launcher, but you can shoot motes of dark, and it's like you got a taken captain, and it's gonna go fight for you. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. It's kind of it's kind of reminiscent, kind of to um, was it was it the um, uh, memory of Ephrodite? Was it I think? No. Uh Teamer, I think it was. Teamer, it yeah. was Teamer. Yeah. Yeah. And when you I melee would... them, they become a friendly. Yeah. For a little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. That was frustrating because you'd melee the last one that you need to to kill to get <laughs> to the next room, and it's like, well, we just gotta. Hang out with the servitor for a minute. Just to pause on that, Timur was way ahead of the game Mm. in lore. He knew too much. Way too much. That's why he had to die. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) 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 Okay, so... You know, somebody somebody that wasn't on our list is Ephrodite. Yeah. I mean, we considered her... uh, yeah, actually, I think you're right. I, I forgot about that. But maybe we can wait on that one. Well, the next one in our list would be the Nine, which is kind of related to the Drifter because the Nine gave sure. him the hall, which gave him the hole to hide in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so, uh, yeah. why? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the Nine are also, you know, like... I mean, this is gonna. I'm gonna sound like a broken record by the end, but you know, the nine are interested in their survival, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. everything that they do is seems to be anyway around like how do they ensure that the solar system remains Perpetual, in yeah. a yeah in in a state in which they are able to 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 exist to continue to exist, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's, but it's don't you think it's funny they found themselves they like they only consciously be consciously became aware of their own existence by proxy 
like the the whole we now that we know that we exist we need to ensure our survival as well mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a weird concept because they're almost an abstract uh, uh character within the game yeah and so they refer to the drifter <clears throat> as the, the experiment or his you know involvement as the great experiment or whatever or i'm assuming and yeah, they saw they saw a guardian with promise, and they said, mm-hmm. "Let's see what he can do. Maybe he can do something that because their their goal is their survival, and currently their survival banks on our survival, not necessarily the guardians, but humanity and the planets and et cetera. And if the darkness comes, then we die and they die. Yeah, right. So, and I guess yeah, they very it, much want to be physical presence in our <laughs> universe because, you know, they've tried. What a bad time to become a physical presence in our universe. Yeah. <laughs> we made it. Oh, crap. <laughs> but, like, I, they must have become... Hmm. Like, when did, they, when did they achieve sentience? Way before us. Yeah. Right. Because so, no, they, I, I they observed the traveler's right. arrival and they were like, maybe that's yeah. how we can exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By us, I mean guardians, not us as in regular humans doing a podcast on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Although. Uh huh. Maybe they do exist right now, right? They're just like, <laughs> I got it all wrong. That's not at all what we're thinking. <laughs> So, so what yeah, do you the, think that the the nine ghosts are up to? <laughs> they're not ghosts. Well, nine <laughs> ghosts went to the nine and came back uh-huh. all messed up in the brain. Who was that in response to? Into to the, Rhino. Into the... He just oh, said. Did you say ghosts? He called the nine ghosts. Oh. Yeah, I was making a funny. Oh, I see. Sorry, I completely missed that. I don't have time for that word that I can't remember that Osiris also doesn't have time for. Uh, the ob word. Ob, 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 I don't know. I'm not even going to try. I just tried. Obfuscation? Yeah, obfuscation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hunter without much time for that. Yeah. <laughs> we just look frabjous. <laughs> so what do you think the nine are gonna do to try to survive the second collapse i don't know actually i think the, the nine are kind of like the other they've been impossible to understand hmm. for a very long time and like we've we've seen more uh you know the the, the invitations of the nine have given us more insight into what it is that they're up to Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, e- even now we're still debating why did the Nine give Golas to, um, sorry, like return Golas. And I know there are some theories which we can go into, but like, <laughs> it's it's like, I, f- I feel some like weeks. even now we don't, we don't really, we don't really know for certain what it is that, that any of the actions that the Nine have taken are for. We don't really know why they gave the Drifter the whole exactly i mean we we know bits and pieces but we don't know what it is that they're actually planning on on doing mm-hmm. so i i think it's i think it's impossible to to guess what the nine are going to do 
Well, I mean, we one thing that we do know about them is that the nine have actually split up into the five and the four, and the five want to mm-hmm. stick with stick with the path of the light, try to try to work with guardians, work with the traveler, however it is, to make bodies for themselves. While the four have said, "We've tried enough with the light. We need to start looking at the darkness." And if the darkness is coming in, maybe those four make a more conscious mm-hmm. effort to split, and maybe maybe four of the nine become an actual entity against us instead of just kind of against us. Yeah. Yeah. Or have they already? Yeah. I mean, maybe, they, maybe they already have, maybe, maybe it's not even the four, maybe the other five have been like, you know what? We tried. You're right. We should not side with them anymore. Although if that happens then Zer's going to go away and that would be odd. <laughs> it would be. There uh, was a leak. I don't think that we should get into the leak, though. That could kind of further a question you had about Skolas. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the theory. I, I would love for that to pan out to be true, because I said that all the way back in House of Wolves, and then I can just be like, remember that? <laughs> From a while ago? At least a week? I don't know. Maybe we can come back to that. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. that pans out, we absolutely will. Yeah. So we're good on the nine. Anything else to say? I have nothing to say about the nine. Okay, there wasn't much on the nine. Uh, one person just kind of gave a, a list of things that they said that they would be, and they said that the nine are unmoved by your performance, which is a reference to a reckoning. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's not much in the comments. The next one on our list would be Mara Sav. I mean, yeah. you know, I think Mara is probably, you know, she she is the the greatest embodiment of the the bomb logic, you know, like she has. A, I, there's no doubt in my like she, she the the first time we saw the the pyramids after um the the kind of the end scene of Destiny Two was in her throne world yeah you saw the the vision of the of the pyramids no that was they were purple so they were different. you're right sorry you're totally right um in her court we saw the vision of the, the pyramids. <laughs> I, I know it's confu- confusing that mara's I'm... court and the shattered throne it's very easy to get them switched that throne yeah. is the throne world but you were totally right it is in her court um that we see the vision of the pyramids and that's like she's She's just like, yeah, cool. Tell me something I don't know. Like, right. she, she, she is known. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that Mara has been planning for this for ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was Since... that was her her thing in the distributary. She was like, we need to get back yeah. out there because they're gonna need us, and it's wrong for us yeah. to stay in here and let them die. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like yeah. uh, Mars, Mars' whole origin story um, <clears throat> in the lore that we got, which was very well written, uh, kind of shows that she has. I mean, we all know from D one the the original Awoken have this married um, influence from light and dark, so they know they definitely know about balance, and they know more about the darkness. You know the true original awoken know more about the darkness than mm-hmm. than most 
and uh, Mar- Mara uh, was a product of that original Awoken light dark kinship and she rose to the ranks of what she is now um in her story and you know she the just the sheer amount of knowledge that she knows uh is frightening Mm -hmm. within regards to everyone else and and how she doesn't necessarily have to be very manipulative but she is uh, in a way that she can kind of guide us on the right path to get the end result that she's wanting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, I would even go further. Like it, 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 like the Awoken were the result of Marasov, really. You know, like she, she yeah. as 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 the first Awoken, she set the rules for the distributory, mm. and she yeah, that makes she, sense. she she like. I don't know, you know, it's hard to imagine how somebody could plan out the, 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 the future to such a degree, but like she set so many things into motion by taking that, but by like, by like setting the rules of the distributory mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, like she, um, the reason that the Awoken are what they are is because of Morisov. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she played both sides in this in the distributary to get her, get them out. Yeah, and then they they got out, and you know they she she did everything. She was so willing to sacrifice the Awoken as much as needed to save humanity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's exactly what she did. Like with the Taken King, she just flung Awoken at the Dreadnought, and then. In in Forsaken, she allowed the curse to happen. She didn't really do much to to help it or fight it or anything. Yeah. And then in Shadowkeep, we learned Eris ends up going to her, learning about the pyramids, asking for help, and saying, I need you to help me with this. And Mara's like, yep, I'm going to leave. Like, in the middle of it all, she's like, I'm going to leave now. And she just leaves her court and goes on with Eris on her little quest around the solar system just to go right back to the moon where Eris started and right. that's when Shadowkeep picks up hmm. I think I she's I think she maybe maybe she feels I, I don't know I can't I can't assume um, you know a hidden characteristic but maybe she assumes uh, a great amount of responsibility um, I mean she is for you know <laughs> she is the queen but um, maybe that's, you know, she's kind of bound by duty in that regard. I wonder why she is. Because she was just like a teenager when it happened. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, nothing. It, it's not. Some, sorry. Like, there was something like the, the whole reason that Mara's family went on the ship is because Mara persuaded them to go on that. You know, like she, I feel like there was something else at play because like. She had like a vision, you know. Like she, there was some, there was like, what was it again? She like saw somebody die in an accident. Or something. The uh, there was like a frozen rabbit came hurtling out yeah. of space and killed someone right next to her, and she was like, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. The and, rabbit, rabbit yeah. embryo. Yeah. Was... <laughs> we still haven't gotten rabbit embryo bullets, by the way. I'm a little upset. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually. That's fucking. Gross, um... man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want a I want an exotic gun no. that shoots rabbit no. embryo bullets. Next person. <laughs> Hard light two point oh. What were you saying, Baxter? Um I I guess I, maybe I read into it a bit too much, but I just I got the impression that there was something that had I, I like I don't know, there, there was some force that was pushing her toward like joining this um joining the crew of the what was it? The name of the ship, I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, uh Saber Green or whatever. I forget its other yeah. name. Yeah. Are you talking about the A113? Um, no, no, no. no. The, the ship that... that the that Exodus. Walking... Exodus Green. Not Saber yeah, Green. but I can't, I can't remember what the other name was. Um, the, uh, you, is that the Chinese sounding name? Are you, are you going to keep trying? No, but... I'm going to give up. I was going to look it up, but I can't be... It's fine. It's not that yeah. good. <laughs> it, just, it just seems odd to me that Marasov would be all like... I want to leave this place. I don't want anything to do with it. And then when she gets that, she gets away from it. There's no, in the distributary, there's no more need for rabbit embryos to impale coworkers. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> but you know, so you got to think like somebody world. on the other end of the spectrum was shooting rabbit embryo bullets into them, into space just for them to appear. Right. Not necessarily. I'm thinking okay. like some Ishtar scientist was like, "Hey, let's send this out there." My point though is that she had she had gotten what she'd wanted and then immediately yeah. started causing the issues to force everyone to want to leave. Yes. But like, I mean, I think Mara wanted everybody to leave before she had even created the dis- distributory, you know? Mm. Like, I think the the whole plan like i i don't think that she like created this place set up the rules and then was like nah i'm not happy about this let's let's get out because mm-hmm. like you know she didn't she didn't make it like she intentionally took steps to make it look and like that's what i mean cap- yeah she she was given what she wanted and immediately she said i don't want that i want to mess it up and I want everyone to come back. But out. I don't know if I don't think that I think what she wanted was to save mankind. She I don't wanted think she cared about on on the Exodus Green. She wanted to yeah. save mankind. I think at the point when the distributory was created, that's what she. Wanted. So that was her turning point when she yes. when she faced the darkness. She said, "This isn't good enough." And we need yeah. to save humanity. Because I agree, at this point now, Mara wants to save humanity at all costs. Even the yes. cost of Awoken, even the cost of herself and her brother. But it just seems odd that a teenager who's like, I'm done with humanity, just flips like that. But like, yeah. I don't know if she... Like, she wasn't done with humanity. She was done with the system. Mm. She was done with... like I think Even, it's, even so. It's, yeah. it's exactly like a teenager... This is like a hundred percent teenager. She's like, this whole this this civilization that we live in is stupid. I want to get out of here. And then <laughs> something comes that is a bigger threat to not just civilization but the the entire species. And it's like, you know what? Now we have to save the world. She was just like, That's, my dad's not a phone. Anything. 
What was that? She's just like, my dad's not a phone. <laughs> she She's not part of this system. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my it's fun. <laughs> I like how she was reduced to like some snotty teenager, <laughs> some high school. Just... She is a horrible person, and it shows because she's, she's an eternal teenager. I mean, you know what though? Like, she okay. So without she, her, we would be screwed. I understand right. that, and I appreciate what she's done. But she's a horrible person. Like yeah. I mean, you know, it's debatable. I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, she. Uh, th- there are many things that she's done, and she's kind of shrugged her shoulders. Like I, I, I don't. I don't think that she took the decision to confront Oryx lightly. You know, well, uh, I don't mean to belittle of... what she's done either. Yeah, but a, but like you, you know, a lot of Awoken died because of what she did. A lot of Awoken died because of, um, you know, it was she, she did she did the right thing, you know. And if you if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, but the the cost that she, you know, the cost of that was immense. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of leaders probably would have not taken that, that that risk both with confronting oryx and confronting uh, the house of wolves well it's um, it's it's the trolley plot problem all over again it is a and, little bit and she has mm. to in 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 her mind maybe because she knows too much she has to become um i don't know what's the word she has to be she has to be unaffected she has to remove herself emotionally mm-hmm from that because she knows the greater cost like yeah thousands of you know sentient beings are going to die Mm -hmm. but if she doesn't do that then everything is going to die you know i've never really thought about her as still basically being a teenager but now that i am it makes a lot more sense where she's a teenager and it's like you have this great power to create a universe and it's like yeah i'm gonna make a universe and i don't want anyone to live in it and it's like yep okay (laughs) and i'm gonna sacrifice all my people to save humanity i'm gonna be so important yep that's a teenager thing to do is what's crazy is she was you know she was in an area where which was unaffected by time um Mm. And and so there's a lot of living to do and growth and knowledge and creation and all types of things to be learned about your universe. Let's say one year was equal to a thousand. I mean, just a thousand years of being just a person or anything. I mean, at some point, tend to not don't you know just about everything? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's a very isolated. You know, like the. The, the the Awoken learned so much in the the distributory, you know. Um Yeah. I mean I, I think I think Mara is just incredibly principled, like ridiculously principled. Mm-hmm. And you know, like like we, we sometimes, you know, people in the community will criticize Zavala because, you know, he says things like, We can't go and avenge Cade because we have to defend the city. Right. And, and you know mm-hmm. that annoys people because it's like you know this this isn't you know that's not the way that it should be but it's because Zavala has very clear distinct principles and he follows those principles like right. unwavering 
And I think Mara is exactly the same. She just has a different set of principles. Mm -hmm. You know, like Zavala and Mara are two incredibly principled characters, and that's that's what defines them. That's what hmm. makes them who they are. They're not, they're not, like you know, it. like, and I don't like like Mara is like un. She is completely inflexible. She 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 has this plan, and that is that is the plan, and everything that that happens has to fit in with the plan. And she doesn't use bows. No, but her girlfriend did. She doesn't. Did. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't so, use any. Like I mean, that's the that's the job of the the queen's wrath, right? She yeah. has no wrath. She is she is utter logic. <laughs> that's such a such a dumb teenager thing. Look, look. I mean, look, I physically I mean, don't feel I, anger. I have this I, person to do it for okay, me. You might, you I'm might so above you. I, I have to say, but one of you is queen of the reef, and one of you is a non-pick. So that's all I'm saying. I'm queen of the reef. Say, I have to say, without the sturm and drang of the teenage <laughs> angsty movements, a lot of things don't happen, and the establishments do not move. Therefore, punk is not dead. Of course not. You can never die. Has yeah. nothing to do with being a teenager, though. Well, it does because that's when the the stuff happens, the movement. I mean, you can't have a bunch of old stagnant leaders just rolling about in their own filth. You say that forever. I mean, yeah, you say that, but Mara is probably the oldest living creature in the galaxy, in the solar system. Yeah. But she's but she's a perpetual teenager, like y'all described. I don't, I don't. I don't think she is. Personally. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know, maybe, maybe. Okay, so maybe if your lifespan doubled or tripled, mm -hmm. you would come back to being just a teenager. <laughs> you you go I mean, in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so on the topic of Mara, let's actually also talk about Shirido. So. In the Sleepless Lore tab, Sure Ido had a dream that she was there when Mara was on top of a pyramid and punched it in half. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so was Aldrin, and so was a mystery friend. Sure Ido died on unknown circumstances, and was it on her forehead or on both of her eyes, the strange coins? There's eyes, wasn't it? It was the eyes. Okay. I thought so because wasn't that the nod to the ferryman thing? I couldn't. I couldn't exactly remember what it was, but honor body strange coins, which is Zer, which is the nine. Uh, do you think there's any chance? Just yes or no? Any chance Shirido is coming back? No. Baxter. I don't think so. I think it was just a crazy dream. I think there is a possibility. You think so? That I, would that would be nice I, in some ways, but I don't understand how. So I don't think, think that I don't think she actually up? died. Is my point? But like, okay, maybe she didn't. But when you when you go to her statue, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she says stuff like that. Yeah, like how is that possible if she's well? I don't know. I I think whatever she did with the nine, she isn't actually dead, and that she did something. And that the nine didn't just send Zer to kill her, because Zer could do that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't isn't yeah, she is. isn't she yeah, responsible, or was it um was it Orin 
Who was responsible for making Zer a hunchback? Orin. That was Orin. Yeah. Oh man, poor Zer. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Okay. She gave him that Walker anyway. takes his ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris him into the hunchback squid face. So I just have hope. Well, no, I have hope that Shirado is going to come back ultimately. Okay. Well, I mean, I hope that you're right. Me In some too. ways, I don't know what the explanation would be, but I hope. Well, the statues right. are pretty creepy, though, right? To think that. <laughs> I mean. Oh yeah, sort that out. Mm, I actually yeah. think, it, yeah, you're right. It's. Mm. Yeah, to to the left, just a tad. You're right. For anybody who's only listening to the audio. Anon is adjusting the pictures on the wall because they are very slightly <laughs> askew. It's the Saint 14 one. That's a bad frame. No, it looks good on on my. I mean, my the, my my Discord camera quality is not. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's only slightly off. Hmm. So yeah, it bothers me. Yeah, maybe maybe she'll come back. I don't know. <laughs> I I. I don't understand. I would. I would. I. If she does come back, they better have a really good explanation. She's gonna come back and be like, "What are you doing with my bow?" Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that's one of the very few exotics that are actually the person's. Because like we got it from her statue. <laughs> yeah. Like that is her bow. That's not just another one out in the wild. And there's several. Yeah. What is what? What is yeah. the tally? We have. Uh, Jaren Ward's last word. We have Dredgen Yours Thorn, but it was turned into Lumina. Um, and we have Shirido's bow, and that's it, right? Well, bad juju. Does that count? No, because this. Yes, it does because we got Tolan's bad juju. Yep. In in the uh, the other world. Hmm. I I'm not sure. Uh, Sean Vertigo just asked, "Didn't she gift it to us?" I'm not sure if she she gifted it to us, but it would still be funny funnier if she came back. She's like, "Give it back." Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. And you have but my arms it, too. Those are my if gloves. She's still alive. <laughs> if she's still alive, then she didn't gift it to us. Yeah. Some, some yeah. talking statue that's pretending to be her gifted it to us. Statue's possessed. Maybe oh. maybe she was turned into a statue. That's so creepy. That's yeah. It's so creepy just to think that a statue is sitting there forever. Just you like imagine if you were a statue, you couldn't do anything about it until somebody touched you. I'm good. You. That is, I don't like the idea of that. Let's move on to Osiris. <laughs> Osiris. I mean, so Osiris has already had some involvement, you know, in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the in the narrative previews, the web lore that we got, he. Well, what ha- what what triggered it? Did he see a vision of something? Like, why did he go to Rasputin in the first place? I can't remember now. Hmm. Why did? Well, that wasn't a narrative preview. That was the the teaser yeah. cutscene. Yeah, but but like the, we got law. Yeah, there was there was a narrative preview that could be read to have followed immediately after that scene. Yes. Where... Well, did that not give some hint as to why Osiris went to Rasputin in the first place? Well, I mean, it went to Rasputin because it saw Rasputin's past, and it's like, presumably, killing the Iron Lords. You... Has that yeah, come out yet? Am I allowed sense. to say that? Well, I mean, we know that he, we know that, like, 
the Iron Lords went into the Siva replication chamber oh. and Rasputin did a lot of stuff. I meant to say um, the Liar lore book, which actually has... Uh, it's not yes. in the game yet, but it's in the open API, so I guess it's free to talk about. The fact that, yeah. oh, that Rasputin literally was like, come on, I got something for you. It's death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come closer. <laughs> oh, a piece of candy. Oh, yeah. Straight oh, a piece of Siva. <laughs> um, Pirate Danny actually had a good uh, suggestion of what Osiris would, how Osiris would react in the second collapse, and uh, she said Osiris would be puzzled that the second collapse had nothing to do with the Vex. <laughs> yeah. All uh, his effort in fighting the Vex gone to waste. That would well, be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine at the end of the game, like after the credits have rolled, and there's like a little, you know, like they do at the end of the movies, there's a little pissed off Osiris. I would love to see an argument between Segura and Osiris where he's like looking at the pyramids. He's like, mm-hmm, these are Vex ships. And Segura's like, what are you talking about? Like, the- <laughs> I think Osiris is one of the most important people to have on our side, and that's why they've been so heavily bringing him back, though. You know, with um, Curse of Osiris, with Season of Dawn, and, I mean, in Season of Worthy, he did he went off to go check on things, including Toland. So maybe he's trying to bring Toland to fight as well, or at least learn Ooh. from Toland to prepare. I mean, uh, I think it's... Yeah, is, is Toland actually... Even if he wasn't in a non-corporeal form like would he act would you would you want him on your team not really, really. <laughs> no he, he calls me a virgin like, yes you got Toland back. <laughs> no thanks actually that that's my that's my favorite thing about him that he calls me virgil there's just so many other things about him that i dislike yeah I actually kind of love Toland as a as a character. Yeah, no, like, like Toland's a great Toland character for a sitcom. I just don't want him yeah. in my <laughs> army. Yeah, but, but like I... you know, like he he was kind of my video's gone blurry. What's going on? Oh, there we go. Um, he was kind of you know he was it was he played an important role in the defeat of Oryx. Uh-huh. You know, um. He played an important role in the defeat of Crota. We probably without without his. You know, you say that, and it just makes me think. Like when we were on the dreadnought going to kill Oryx, and he's like, "Hey, come here." Then we got slammed. <laughs> I got something for you. Yeah, it's death. Yeah, but we bet you, wish you didn't have a body. Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, it's just, it feels like he just leads people to their death, and sometimes they're successful. Yes. As yeah. opposed to dying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but Osiris. Yeah. Osiris, Osiris will be fighting. He'll be on our side. He'll be a good yeah. asset. Oh, man. Osiris... It would be so cool. I'd love to see... Like, there's so many... Time, like... So many points in Destiny where I'd just love to see more of the characters from the world taking part mm-hmm. in the, the things going on in the world. You know, like, yeah, um, nice. like I actually loved the, 
in in uh, I think it was in Shadowkeep that the initial missions that had the frames wandering, wandering around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, was in the first mission. Them. That was so that was so cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to have more little camps set up and have guardians like NPC guardians like taking part in the battle to a limited extent. Yeah. Um, you know, we got some cutscenes that are like in in place. Um, you know, with like Zavala and Anna mm-hmm. this season, but like I just want to see them. You know, like, like I think part of it is that we're told through the lore and through and through different storytelling elements uh, regularly how good these guardians are. You know, like these are these guardians are like as good as we are, maybe in some ways better than we are. Um, but we never see them do anything. We just like people talk. You know, like there's so many law cards that talk about how good Ikora was in the Crucible. Oh yeah. And, and we've all, so far like we've we've barely seen her do anything in the game. Yeah. Um And I'd love to see just more. Like I basically what I'm getting at is I want to see Six Fronts style Osiris. Yeah. Fighting the darkness alongside us. Yeah. Because that was actually really I I there what I didn't. There were a lot of things about Curse of Osiris that I didn't like, but the boss fight felt really epic when you had all of these reflections of Osiris showing up and helping out. That felt kind of cool. I'd love to see more stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was cool. I, I would like to see Ikora too in her her old school, <clears throat> you know. I guess she I guess she represents the pissed off teenager that grew up to be the very structured, refined, knowledgeable uh, hero of the game. She's mm-hmm. kind of like a polar to Mara, if you will. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about Ikora, let's talk about Ikora. What do you think she will be doing? How do you think she will react to the second collapse? Man. She, she's kind of gone on a spiritual journey since the Red mm. War. She's yeah. She's kind of hovered into... Almost the seat of the speaker, it feels like. Yeah. Like in Forsaken, yeah. she was the one that guided us to speaking with the Traveler. To, mm-hmm. to in theory, to guiding Cade and I believe also, Res- uh, not Rasputin, uh, Zavala. And Zavala like went to Io and like bowed in front of where she stood during the Red War campaign, like begging the Traveler to speak to him and he just wasn't getting it. It's, it's almost <laughs> ironic it's almost ironic that she would be the way she is now you mm-hmm. know like what you said she's almost stepping into the 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 shoes of a speaker yeah where giving her given her origin story she was very much an iconoclast mm-hmm. wanted to go against the authority and the rule of idols she wanted to tear down anything that represented some sort of uh organizational movement uh, via the traveler's traveler's greatness across mm-hmm. the solar system, stuff like that. But she came full circle into learning the great ways of all of humanity and realizing at the end of the day that um, I don't know, man. I don't really know what her her inner voice is telling her, but I kind of I kind of speculate that she feels somewhat um, humbled by what has happened over all of these events. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point she is so like bottled up. She, she had to have Kay died and she couldn't do anything about it. 
and then Shadow yeah. Keep happened, and she couldn't really do anything about that either. And she's kind of just been sitting in the background, except for Season of Undying, which apparently backfired and caused the Season of the Dawn future travesty that i mean i still think osiris is blaming us on shit that's his fault (laughs) that's me though like to assume that she is actually at fault for changing the future so drastically by telling us to go kill the undying mind it, it really makes me think like how directly confrontational will she be with the pyramids with anything that comes like is she gonna want to be in the front lines or is she cooling off now like what's What's really happening with her and hers as well as Zavala. I would love to get like a really in-depth lore book about them going from like their experience in the Red War to now. And it's like this is this is how they've evolved because they've evolved. They just haven't evolved very much in front of us. They've kind of evolved on their own, which is fine. I mean, they're their own people in the game, but I wish we could I wish we could be more of a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see I would love to see how how they arrive to to who they are now. I mean, mm-hmm. we remember we got the the um the uh video of Zavala, you know, when he was first resurrected or risen. Mm-hmm. That was and, really cool. Uh, and that yeah, that was a great story. I mean, I would I would love to see uh something like that thematic some sort of thematics that would go with uh Ikora yeah. and her origin and whatnot. Um so she feels she feels uh partly responsible because of the um the events that took place that she had a hand in and i don't necessarily think that she feels kind of like guilty or upset about it or regretful mm-hmm. but maybe um cuz we know that her she has a whole branch of people called the hidden right that's also true yeah so Sorry. Well, I still have to I still have to believe that somewhere uh, amongst the hidden and her involvement with the hidden that she's working on something because mm-hmm. I can't just sit there and think, well, um, she's going to take on a passive role and just, you know, start, you know, speaking <laughs> newfound scripture. I mean, she wrote a book and then had to scrap it all. <laughs> <laughs> and and Shax even thought it was great, but she wrote a whole series of books and then had to scrap it all because it kind of the, what what she learned went against all her original theories. Was that on circles? Yeah, yeah. It's triangles now, right? <laughs> it's pyramids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what about Zavala? Because obviously I feel oh, like a number phone. of the people here, they're just going to be, they're going to fight, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Zavala, Zavala is, Zavala on. is probably the most predictable, I would say. Yeah. Well, but saying that, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like, I think since when you look at the, the kind of the, the way that Zavala reacted in shadow keep, mm-hmm. it was like, right. We need to mobilize because this is a threat to the city. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this yeah. isn't a, a quest for personal vengeance. This is like, this is what guardians are for. God, we this really fucked up with that one too. Well, we should have listened to him. <laughs> yeah, we should have. 
Yeah, we definitely should have. We we messed up in the Forsaken campaign. We should have listened to Zavala because he's very smart. He knows what he's doing. And at I, the same time, though, if we hadn't intervened, right, Aldrin yeah. would have still gone. Please and, tell tell me what would happen if we haven't intervened, so I can. Well, no, but 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 like Aldrin still would have gone to the the Dreaming City, right? Yeah, probably. And gotten him. Um, yeah. And then that would be it. I, I like. Look, don't get me wrong. We wouldn't have triggered the curse because yeah. the, none of us would have gone in. So, but like, but would that still not have somehow freed? Like, no. Was Aldrin going in? Not. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. I was. I Wait. was kind of thinking that the the you know the voice of was it the voice of Riven? Is that what it's called? The uh, the, the thingy the. I was going to say Bulbasaur, but I Chimera. Don't know I was going to say. <laughs> Chimera, yeah. It's because I opened Twitter and there's a that... Bulbasaur. Wait, <laughs> it doesn't what? matter. No, but <laughs> like, if if you it actually break down, if you actually break down what we did and what was accomplished in Forsaken, nothing was accomplished except for causing the curse. Yeah. We we followed Aldrin and the Barons. We killed all the Barons. Last one we killed was Fickroll the Fanatic. And Fickroll the Fanatic can't fucking die. So he comes back to life and he goes, I want my friends back to life. And they're back to life. <laughs> and then Aldrin's dead, but Aldrin became a guardian. And if we did not be if we did not go after them, Aldrin would have been eaten. That would have been it. But he might not have been a guardian. Exactly. That's the that's the only possibly good thing that came out of the Forsaken campaign. We fucked yeah. up in Forsaken. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree. I'm not I'm not trying to argue with the. But you know, in in um, the, in the grand scheme of things, maybe that was what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Aldrin was supposed to become scheme. a guardian for some reason. Well, because he was supposed to be there with Mara, uh, in Shirado's dream, apparently. I, I do look for I again like like I said with Zavala, uh, I hope that we get a book about Zavala's evolution because now he's actually learning to trust Rasputin again. And there's been so many instances yeah. where he was like, mm-hmm, I don't like that guy anymore. Like I put my trust in him once and it bit me. And, and so he just shows up anywhere he wants to within the Rasputin <laughs> chambers. He's just like, Hey guys, how did he get there? Right? I don't. <laughs> That bothers the, me so ran, much. It is the, it's the most random thing to happen yeah. in any. Dad's scene here. In like e- even even the like the weird scenes that that, that were intentionally like alarming in Shadow Shadowkeep, mm-hmm. um, not Shadowkeep, sorry, in uh, Forsaken with the stuff that was happening with with Mara and and things. Like I still think that Zavala being there when the door opens is the weirdest scene. Yeah. In all of Destiny. It's like Anna's in communications with us. She's like, oh, you need to kill all these... What was it, yeah. Cabal? You need to kill all these Cabal to get inside or Rasputin won't open his door. And Zavala's just sitting there like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise them. They are not <laughs> seeing like, this coming. He's, he's cracking I've been his here for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know how, how long, long was he there? Yeah. Anna, we found Anna. And he was like, Anna, I knew you were alive this whole time. You didn't fool me. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's strange, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think the I'm gonna check the mileage on that car. <laughs> it's easy to to mistrust Rasputin, yeah, because he hasn't he done a lot of good things either. <laughs> no, he hasn't really. And I guess I guess his his 
less than favorable reactions are because he did not understand what guardians were. And then when he started to understand what guardians were, we were like, we want to use you like a, a tool. And he was like, I'm not a fucking tool. You're a tool. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Zavala, Ikora, Shax. Uh, Shax is another one. Is he just gonna fight? He's gonna he's gonna scream at the darkness. Somebody, somebody said. I think they said something. There was a Shax one. Yeah. Shax, I can just see laughing, picking up his gun and sword, and yelling at the top of his voice at some guardian, saying that this is what the Crucible trained them for. Now get ready to fight. Which is which is true. That's what the Crucible has always yeah. been there for. If we were to defeat the, gar- the darkness, then why does the crystal still exist? <laughs> Bye, crucible. PVE game, here we come. It's practice. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna get lit in Destiny 3. Destiny 3 is gonna be a tabletop chess game. I'm so excited. Uh, what about Saint 14? Saint 14, we specifically brought back from the dead just to fight the darkness yeah which Um, i loved his story about like we were the ones that inspired him to be so great and everything but when he comes back and he's like oh no i'm not great you're the one that's great i i i tried to be like you it's like then why are you we have so many other guardians why do we go through all this effort if you were just trying to be like me (laughs) (sighs) sorry saint he's a good guy I, I do I do really like Saint Fourteen. Yeah, I really hope you know like one of the things that I'm really interested in seeing is like I do hope that there's more of a something that I've hoped for a long time, and I know a lot of people have hoped for a long time is like the the relationship between like Mithrax and the Fallen, mm-hmm. and probably not um, uh, Varix at this point, but you know like the the alliance of fallen and humanity the house of light and yeah yeah and i i I really want to see saints like how do how do how does saint come around you know he he fought the fallen for so long like if anybody's gonna have like i i do think that he's a reasonable he's a reasonable person he he can can understand the world from from both sides but like i think it was really you know that, that that mission where we rescue saint and he says, you know, I've seen dregs eat babies. And it's like, you know, he's he's seen some horrible stuff. He's seen, mm-hmm. like, war. He's seen the things that can happen in in war. And he, you know, if, if anybody's going to take time to come around to the idea that we can be allies with, with this other group, then I think it's going to be Saint. That's actually, that's actually a great point. Yeah. I didn't consider that. Saint, that would be great for the story if saint was the one that rallied the house of light with the guardians to fight the 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 pyramids that'd be awesome yeah. to see uh saint let let um Secris go right the baron of shanks during his crusade he went far out into the system there was basically just a group of fallen i'm not sure if they had a house or not that were like we don't want to fight we just want to live like that's where we're all the way out here at the edge of the system. Yeah. And Saint killed everyone and then Secris trapped him and he's like, I don't want to kill you. And Saint's like, Fine, I guess I won't kill you either and then 
let him let him live mm. after massacring everyone else. Vaguely remember that, but where was it? Uh, Fallen Kingdoms. Grimoire Anthology, Volume Two. Ah, oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, it was in written form. Yeah. I mean, well, it's all in written form, but you know, I mean, it was in physical. Yeah. The Crusades. That would bring us to the factions. We have Dead Orbit, Future mm. Oracle, and New Monarchy, all of which are represented in the tower. Uh, mm-hmm. So, based on the Red War, Future War Cult predicted this, but didn't do much to stop it. New Monarchy is going to make some money off of it, and Dead Orbit's going to say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what Danny said as well. In the, oh, is it? <clears throat> her other tweet yep. was Dead Orbit, Dead Orbit. We told we you told so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's you know, there's always been that one of one of the uh, visions mm-hmm. was that, that humanity just exists as a fleet of ships. Yeah. And we're like carrying around shards of the traveler and stuff from uh, Pradeus' ghost. Not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it was cool. The thought back way back in D one when we didn't know anything, somebody had a theory that the um the last city you know the tower in the last city was just the spire of a ship buried beneath the earth and it would rise up <laughs> and take off in this that's like some sci-fi trope like yeah. oh you oh. thought this was just a city uh-huh. oh wait no that's borderlands <laughs> that's actually borderlands dude is it that's borderlands too Oh my goodness! The big centerpiece. The big centerpiece was like their their engine or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Dead I Orbit think... is very much right, though. They are the optimistic nihilists. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, if anything is going to happen, the city is very lucky to have Dead Orbit because I feel like Baxter just red chat. Um, because Dead Orbit's going to be there ready to um, get people to safety in in their ships. You know, that's what they are there for. Mm-hmm. And when the time comes, I hope they're not going to be assholes. And they're not going to be like, well, you didn't join our faction. We're not going to take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would. I hope they wouldn't. But I also don't think they would. But, I, but I'm wearing black. <laughs> it's not good enough. Not good enough. Not good. Not everything is black and white. It, I really, yeah, I really hate how emo they made Rock Jalal because it's like they could have, <laughs> they could have represented it so much better and been like yeah. more nihilistic and less emo. And it, everyone, yeah. the emo jigs are just boring at this point. They're as boring as Titan Cran Eaters to me. Like I don't think that's funny at all. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah but I mean, there's still, um, you know, random. NPCs walking about the tower with chili bowl ha- haircuts. Okay. I mean, that's like some. <laughs> that's like some. I don't know. There's a lot like of people some... in real life with uh, pretty bad haircuts at the moment. So... Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I, 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 I said no. people. No, you were talking about me. I, I didn't say that. You were talking about me. That's mean. Look, you... My hair has grown back. I had to do what I had to do. And. <laughs> I actually hey man, it all comes full day. circle. It comes back into style. 
Yeah. I used an, a number eight god. Yeah. My see, hair. my my number my number whatever lied to me, so <laughs> it was all gone. Whatever. You look great. Thank you. I know I don't. It's weird. No, do. It's You're weird having it. such short hair. I haven't had I haven't had hair this short since I was like ten. Mm. I, was little... I used to shave my head. I think I told you that. Yeah, you did. I used to shave my head like every couple of weeks. Yeah, and then something about rain. Yeah, well, because I saw a guy. So Eris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you already said the story. <laughs> You mentioned it. What did you, you? Okay, fine. No, it's fine. Eris. <laughs> Let's yeah, talk about Eris. Yeah, Some cute guy in the rain. You like his haircut, so you start growing it out again. There. Uh, that's exactly yeah. the story I remembered hearing. Eris yeah. is the one that um, has the other one. If if Osiris is the most knowledgeable about this, excluding um, Marasov, obviously, Eris is probably the second most or third yeah. most, I guess. But. Um, because she's been chasing the pyramids with Marasov mm-hmm. all over the solar system, as we've already covered. Uh, she's very clearly against it. Eris has has gone from being like it. It, it feels a little odd because it really made it really made sense when she was against Crota, where it's like Crota killed all my friends and now I want to kill him. It's like I understand that Crota's got a father and I want to kill him. I guess I understand that they worship the darkness and I want to kill that. It's like well, okay. Like, you just want to kill everything, don't you? It's like six degrees of Crota. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's getting further and further away from what her initial design was. And I'm on board with it. I love Ares. Give me more Ares. But it's like, just just be like, I want to defeat the darkness from the start. And the first step is Crota and then Oryx and we'll move up. You know what's cool about Ares is like some of the items... um, that she has tied to her that say things like, this is not my final form, you know, just a mm-hmm. commentary from the hive and stuff. I would, I would love to see Eris like morph or change physically in her appearance. Like Hulk That'd out. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when she touches the statue in the cutscene and you yeah. see the, her ghost change, like maybe she'll change too. I hope she gets, well, well that, I don't think that's cool. her ghost, but okay. I'm sorry, not her ghost, her, her, her rock. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I know that's a Oops. popular theory. I don't personally Oops. think it's a throat, her ghost. No, I think it's more like, well. I think Some people say thing. it's a Nahamkara bone. Yeah. yeah. I think that's more likely than it being her ghost. I think it's more Some likely people... that it is her ghost, but I don't think it's no her ghost. No way. Yes way. It reacted, to the, it reacted to the statue. Yeah, it did. But yeah. it didn't react the same way that a ghost would, right? That no, we know of. We didn't go touching that statue. That's true. But he is, like, he is, I think, ghost is, like, down, way down on the list. Ahamkara bone is, like, maybe here on the list? Some other thing is, like, here for me. Pirate Danny agrees, oh, I... so you're wrong. No, she, well, okay, look, I mean, if Donnie says so, then. Yeah, I mean, the word is final, man, you lost. <laughs> and then that's going to bring us to Anna and Rasputin. Sorry for rushing these last ones. We we spent a lot of time on the first couple. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was inevitable in hindsight, but. Mm. 
It is a long list. I don't think we've ever tried to fit this much things into one show. We did four trials. Speaking of trials and tribulations. Mm. <laughs> let's not. Let's never speak of trials. I forgot what the joke was from all those shows. The thing that we kept referencing. <laughs> uh, but so Anna Bray and Rasputin. Yeah. Well, so... You know, there's still more to come in their story before absolutely get to the the, um, the arrival of the, the the pyramids. But yeah, I mean, I think Rasputin does seem to be uh, as long as there's no su- sudden twist where okay, Rasputin has all of a sudden changed his mind about what side he's on. Then yeah, right, uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, it feels like if that was to happen now, especially since Zavala didn't trust Rasputin for so long, and now he does trust Rasputin, mean. it would just—I feel like it would—it would be a bit tiring, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, like Chang. It's like just pick, pick <laughs> yeah. a lane, Chang. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, everybody should watch Community. Seriously, it's, um, I mean, how how can you live if you haven't? I mean, you're not sure. really living, you're, you're just existing. Right? Yeah. Um, so anyway. I do think yeah. it's I do think it's really interesting that Rasputin exists in a very unique position. Rasputin kind of sits like Mara. Mara has experience mm-hmm. with the darkness in that she was kind of caught between light and dark. But does that mean the actual darkness? Does that just mean an attack from the darkness? Like, we don't really know. Whereas Rasputin, based on previous grimoire going all the way back, has actually fought against the darkness and said, I can't beat it. If I keep trying to fight, I'm going to die. And so instead of trying to fight, Rasputin let humanity suffer as he hid. And he's like, I know humanity is going to survive in a smaller amount. I need to do what I can to save them. You know, the greater good again. Yeah. The greater good. So, it is. Hmm? Yeah, I th- I think that that that's you know the the difference now is that like humanity is in a different place than it was when the first mm-hmm. collapse happened, um, and I I maybe Rasputin will make the same decision again. Maybe even with all of us guardians fighting the darkness and everything that we've learned. And trying to use what we've what we've learned about the darkness against the darkness, maybe it will. Rasputin will make the same decision again that like it can't be defeated, and he has to go into hiding again. But I kind of feel like that's less likely. Well, now, there's a whole you know? side of Rasputin that he doesn't show people, and it's revealed within his hidden commentary and syntax that he spreads mm. throughout, or that is learned. I'm doing air quotes learned by us by other guardians uncovering his you know his uh little breadcrumbs that he leaves everywhere Mm -hmm. but he very much references uh a lot of things right and they all have like a coded message or they all have uh some sort of a a way of leading you to his whatever he's trying to do but what interests me is why does he choose certain terms and why does he use certain um mythological 
uh, examples, uh, mm. examples from from old uh, folklore, uh, mysticism, and then there's the entire um, root of him, which is revolving around Russian folklore or Russian uh, mysticism or the old world oligarchs and uh, maybe some of the the hidden things that he has referred to like uh, chemical reactions or uh, the idea that somehow we can you know ascend to another level or, or another plane of enlightenment so I'm kind of curious as to why he seems to be so interested in those things. And mm. if you look at the guardians, you kind of look at the guardians as attaining that higher uh, self. They are ascendant humans or ascendant, you know, humanity. They've reached an, a, a higher plane of existence. So I kind of wonder if he wants that too. Mm. And that's why he uses a lot of the terms and examples mm. when he's explaining himself to people. Maybe. I don't know, though. I feel as though, you know, I think Rasputin has a lot of code names for things. Yeah. And those code names. An annoying amount of code names. Yeah, like, (laughs) they they all come from mythology, you know, one way or another. And I feel as though, I don't know, like, like, I I think if I'm, if I'm interpreting your, your point correctly, you know, you're kind of saying maybe Rasputin kind of wants, has wanted something like Guardians. He wanted these heroes. I think he wants to be, I think he wants to be a present, uh, I think he wants to exist in a form that's not binary. <laughs> I maybe. think he wants to not be AI. I think he wants to be a human. And I don't, I don't think he's don't sharing think that. That's... No, I don't... well, maybe, but I. that's not... I don't. I don't think he does. I think he sees himself as, like, in in many ways, superior to uh-huh. to, to to a single physical form, and and I think that's kind of clear from some of the, you know, like 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 in the in the grimoire where he decides, you know, like, I can't I can't be I can't beat the darkness. Mm-hmm. He kind of says something like, "What is it again?" You know, like. Um, Oh no, it wasn't that card. When he's talking about the darkness, he he says, you know, the the darkness defeated even the gardener. The, the gardener and the gardener is stronger than me. Yeah. 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 Like I I okay. don't think you know, okay, I mean so, I mean Well, maybe not maybe not necessarily he he wants to be a human, but maybe he wants to be better than us in some other form. I, like maybe he wants to because at the end of the day, he's He's con- he's confined. Mm-hmm. I, I think he wants to. Uh, I think he wants to break his confinement. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I I think. Um, yeah. I I agree. I want to say I agree with Rhino on that. Not necessarily the human bit, yeah, but that he wants to be different than what he is now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's I mean, what I, I meant to say. That, like during the Golden Age, definitely. Like Rasputin was everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with some certain exceptions that we're learning about now. Rasputin had access to everything. He was, you know, uh, able to take action over huge, like, regions of space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the collapse came, he kind of, you know, 
isolated himself to particular bunkers that he knew would be able to survive the <laughs> collapse. And now he's at a point where he's starting to, you know, as we're, as we're hearing from Anna, he's being reconnected to all of the previous facilities. Right. So he yeah. is kind of, like, that is him growing. And, you know, um, I do really like the idea that the Rasputin that we were in contact with in the Cosmodrome was like a fragment that was, you know, like a, it didn't have the full, like R Rasputin has to be able to, to function um, as a, as an isolated like version of his, of his larger self. Mm -hmm. But as we connect him to more and more of the, the network that he used to be a part of, yeah. it's like, we're, it's like we're reconnecting parts of his brain and he goes from being this, like this animal that is just reacting to this much kind of deeper this much wiser creature that yeah. is more mm -hmm. aware of that's the, that's of a the... good way of putting it like your his fragments of his consciousness are out there and they're coming together to form who he is now bit by mm -hmm. bit <laughs> bit by bit oh <laughs> uh. so i i'm really liking this conversation and we i have been on for uh, a little past our usual runtime. And I think that our next episode, which would be on May 31st, would be a great time to actually talk about the fragments of Rasputin and what Rasputin has done. And basically exactly what Rhino was just proposing there, that he has wanted to exist in a different form. Uh, there's currently a lore book that is in the API, but not in the game that kind of explores that a little bit. Like it, it shows, it proves that he did want that. It proves that he wanted to be different than he is. And uh, so I think our next episode will be uh, the one about the golems. Ooh, nice. I like it. Yeah, that sounds good. So uh, this was Loose Cannon Show. If you want to find more about us, now it's on the bottom. So we can't actually do the thing. It's on the bottom. Yeah, but no one's actually there. Like, Rhino's kind of there, but he doesn't have uh -huh. a camera. So it doesn't work. Uh, Loose Cannon Show is spelt like that on Twitter, at Loose Cannon Show. If you want to hear more about us and learn about uh, when we go live, we go live every other week. If this is your first time, uh, we will upload this into an audio form. We're going to try to upload it on YouTube. YouTube has been a pain lately. Uh, that's that's my issue, though. I'll figure it out. Our next show will be 10.15 Sunday morning on May 31st. Right here. Er, here. Again. God damn it. Um, talking about the one about the golems. Rasputin's got some secrets. We're going to get into it. And then uh, season 11 is on June 9th, isn't it? Uh, that sounds about right. I thought it was June... Well, actually, let me just check my calendar. 7, 14, 21, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, June 9th, I think is right. Yeah, no, it is. June 9th. So then, um, that's the week before, not the Sunday before. Yeah, but when do, we, I, when do we find out what the new... Is there... There's a countdown for the new season already. Yeah. It's 23 days and 4 hours. Four hours and twenty minutes. Cool. So that's that's what I was counting. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Either way. Um. Good. Bye. 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 Everyone. Bye.